Today's episode of the Little Dum Dum Club with Adam Knox and Claire Hooper is brought to you by the Just for Laughs Sydney Festival. Carl, why would we be having anything to do with them? Um, they are the biggest things in the world, Tommy, and they want us because we are the second biggest thing in the world and we are <laughs> joining forces to become an even bigger thing in the world. It's pretty rare that you get that happening. You would generally think we would want to compete with them and mm. overtake them and become the first biggest thing. Oh, but no. no, they're like, let's team up. We rolled over straight away. <laughs> so all their shows are happening in the uh, Sydney Opera House. Of, of course, we are doing a live podcast, Tommy. Mm. Believe it or not, I don't know mm. if you've heard the news, but me and you are doing a live podcast in the Sydney Opera House. That does sound familiar now that you mention it. Rings a little bell. Yeah. Rings a that's, bell. That's kind of reminding me of a few things that I've tweeted over the last week or so. <laughs> oh, right. It's, okay. starting to, it's starting to ring a few bells. <laughs> it's all starting to come back to you. <laughs> all right. So we are... We are at, as we're, as we're recording, we have we're not that far away from selling out. Yeah, so there was a day where they put the tickets on pre-sale for one day. Mm. Then they took the tickets off sale for four days, mm. and then now the tickets have been like fully on sale yep. for a couple of days. And they've like even just on that pre-sale day, they raced out the door at a rate that I'm going to say took us both a bit by surprise. And, and by pre-sale, you shouldn't be able to buy things if it if it's on pre-sale, should you? Because that's before a sale. Yeah. You can only buy things during a sale. Yeah. So, did people steal the tickets? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Work? I don't quite get what happened. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't know. I don't know quite what they're doing in there at the at the ticketing agency mm. at the Opera House. But hey, what those little meanie things are doing? Yeah, it's got a nice little map that we get to look on, and, and yeah. just at the moment, pretty much the entire first, nearly the whole first half of the theatre is oh, sold out. More than the first half, save for. One seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> About four rows back. Yeah. If you want to have a good seat, if you want to get the closest seat you can currently buy yep. and you don't mind sitting by yourself, well then, brother or sister, you're in luck. Yeah, there's one seat in the first two thirds. So yeah. go for it. Go for and it. And I'm, I'm obsessing over it. I log on every two hours and I have a look at that map because I'm just i living for the day where that, where that gets snapped up. Let us up. know if you buy that ticket. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, mark it down and let's do something special at the show for the, per- for the loner who buys that ticket. All right. For the right. fucking saddo who decides to sit there by themselves. Let's put some car keys underneath it <laughs> that don't belong to us. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Let's boost a car in Sydney the night before. Yeah. Um, That's going to be awesome. So that's coming up. That uh, is Thursday, September the 14th at the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, tickets are not going to last very long. So, yeah, jump on it. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of Just for Laughs, we are not only doing the Sydney branch of that, we are doing the ultimate branch of it. We are going to Montreal very, very, very soon. Just for Uh, Laughs Roadshow. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Finally, it's happened for us. Uh, So it's the biggest thing in the the world, comedy festival-wise. And we we have been invited to this invite-only festival which mm. we are very excited about so um basically what the next episode you hear is probably us from there is it Something maybe like that. yeah or, probably or maybe one more maybe yeah. in a couple of episodes yeah so um that's so exciting if you are anywhere near canada or montreal in particular please come along we we found out we've got uh, a bunch of canadian listeners if you can do uh the right thing is it the right thing i don't know if you can just do a cool thing and come along and uh we will hang out with you afterwards and yeah. we'll have drinks and we've got a certain serbian war criminal that's mm-hmm. uh, hanging out with us so um, you know that's going to be fun and this is a rare show for us where we're not kind of running it ourselves so Mm. we don't have access to what the sales are looking like 
boy, I can't wait to turn up to that room and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is you know, they're organising that we're just turning up and, and dancing on stage for an mm. hour. So yes. uh, it'll be interesting. We Of course, uh, we're in the middle of the biggest festival in the world, so we'll be aiming to bring some absolutely amazing guests. We do have one big name confirmed already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got to lock down another two, which will be a lot of fun. We are going to be in Canada for four days. And then, of course, Tommy, after that, we are then going on our little North American tour. Yes. So this is breaking news since last week's episode. We hadn't put this on sale yet. New York, Wednesday, August the 2nd at the Union Hall. Uh, we are doing a live Little Dum Dum Club. Tickets are on sale now. If you go to our website, littledumdumclub.com, you can find them. And, yeah, that's going to be heaps of fun. And we have some confirmed guests there already. Some, yes. Some uh, some friends of the show have actually put their hands up already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are chasing a few other uh, big name acts. But that's going to be heaps of fun. We're in a really cool venue out in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, our East Coast debut mm. in the US. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, heaps of people over there that hit us up every now and then. Would be great to see you guys and meet you guys. And uh, I think the show, yeah, the show is at like 8 p.m. So, yeah, we'll be hanging out afterwards. And, yeah, it's just going to be really cool to finally get over there. And, and, you know, if you're from a city that's not too far away that's doable, come down for the night. Yeah, come it's, on. It's New York. You don't have to message us and go, oh, I would, but I live an hour away. Yeah. Guess what, idiot? We live 20 hours away <laughs> and we're doing it. There's absolutely no excuse to not come down and watch a thing that you can listen to for free a week later. Yes. Uh, so get off your, as you guys would call it, fanny. Yeah. And get on a bloody bus or a train or a plane or however you want to get there. And and us being transformed into classic New Yorkers, as you guys walk in, we'll be like, "Hey, we're talking here." Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Midnight Cowboys of podcasting. <laughs> that's me and Tommy. Uh, the two Joe Bucks. Yep. Um, so that's going to be heaps of fun. But doing a podcast in New York, New York. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, Some say the greatest city in the world. Some say um, the Big Easy. So we're going to take off from there and we're going to go to the other coast. We're, we're creating a podcast, uh, Coastal Rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> the East versus the West Coast. It's going to be Tupac and Biggie Smalls so all over wait, again. Wait, but the, the rivalry is just us? Yeah, between us. Two competing Be- episodes. Between those two episodes, right. yeah. <laughs> They're going to shoot each other. That's not bad. So which whichever one is the best, whichever episode listeners prefer, yeah. that will finally settle it. Which coast is the better one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's the podcasting Olympics. I quite like all that. within one country. Uh, so yeah, that is Saturday, August the fifth at the Lyric Hyperion Theatre and Cafe at two in the afternoon. Mm. Um, yeah, again, we are looking at having some big guests come down. Yep. Uh, yeah, again, yep. if you're over that side of the country, we've only been there once before, years and years and years ago. We Unbeknownst to us, we'd booked in the show on Thanksgiving weekend, uh-huh. not knowing a not knowing that it was Thanksgiving, and b not knowing that everyone fucks off from town on Thanksgiving. Yep. So uh, yeah, it would be great to yeah, do that's, a show that's to an reason. actual room of people. That's the reason no one turned up last time. <laughs> that's right. Um, so uh, look, hey, all those shows, we do actually know that we have you know dozens of people coming already. So mm. you're not just coming and sitting on a stool in front of me and Tommy and and whatever homeless person walks by that we stick yes. a microphone in front of. It's going to be a fun show. Um, we'd love to see you. We'll be uh, in the middle of nowhere with people that we don't know. So anyone that's listened to us. <laughs> I don't us, know that I'd call New York the middle of nowhere. Well, you know, it's it's no it's no Melbourne. It's no podcast city. Um, they don't even have pie face over there. Yeah. Yuck. They did. Did they? They nearly brought the city down. Did they really? Yeah, they seriously. They was Pie Face I, International? Yeah. And oh, that's, right. And it brought down Pie Face. Right. Okay, like, I never knew that. Because they were selling a heap of pies in Melbourne. They're like, well, why wouldn't we bring it to New York? <laughs> and then they found out why they shouldn't bring it mm-hmm. to New York. If it you, fucked their whole company. If you can't make it there... Yeah. And fuck off everywhere else. <laughs> if you can't make it there, you've pretty much fucked it <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm looking forward to? Shake Shack. 
can't oh, wait yeah. to go back to Shake Shack. Yeah. And Artichoke's Pizza. Of Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are my two big We had that last time, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're a sweet (laughs) boy. Nicest thing you've ever said to me. You're a sweet little boy. (laughs) Um, So that that is our big tour. That's our big tour coming Mm. up. Um, Of course, we, you know what, to to do a little ad for the end of the episode, we are announcing something else at the end of the episode, just stretching this out. Yeah. This is exciting, us going to the States, and I reckon we're just going to, I mean, this is, I reckon we're going to break big over there while we're over there for these two weeks. I reckon it's going to be like Rebel Wilson, man. We're just going to oh, be fucking huge. We're going to get really fat. <laughs> and start lying about our age. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. All right, great. Well, at least half of that will definitely happen, by the way. <laughs> I rooted Walt Disney. Take, come on, Bauer Media, have a fucking crack. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to star in Groomsman 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. uh, okay, so what if, what if it does, that does work and we come back and we get cast in the reboot of Fat Pizza? <laughs> oh, not bad, <laughs> not bad. That would be awesome. Fat Pie Face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, all of that is happening. Uh, please, we we do not have much time. We we had to kind of all this stuff came up pretty late, so we put these shows on sale with not as much notice as we normally would for a live show. So we really need you guys. Hey, and you know what? You probably maybe you're out there and you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to go to this. There's no need for me to pre-book tickets. I'll be able to buy on the door. Mm. Do us a favour, yeah. heading over there, just for looking at the numbers before we set off, just buy a ticket in yep. advance, if for no other reason than just for our sanity. And also... Don't Adelaide it. Also, just bring some mates. Bring some mates because, you know, you know, it's that thing where some people go, oh, my mates aren't going to understand or whatever. You know what? We're going to have such good guests. They don't need to fucking give a shit who we are. Yeah. They can look at these other people. Yeah. Comedy is the universal language. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be worth coming up for the surprise awesome guests that we have, even if you hate me and Tommy, mm. which I find hard to believe. <laughs> Strange that you're listening to this if that's the case, yeah, but yeah. anyway. Well, um, do that. Bring some mates. Um, that would be awesome. Let's make this a, a great experience for everyone involved. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that's all happening. Uh, you can find all that detail on our website. We have also just reprinted a bunch of our T-shirts, the burger logo, which you're probably looking at right now on your little iPhone as you listen to this and jacking your little dicky. Yeah. And uh, the it's I'm Aware of the Little Dum Dum Club t-shirts that, that as well. Has, that has not really been in stock for quite a while, the old black I'm Aware of mm. um, shirt. So if you were a bit jealous of not getting that a year or two ago, get Is it technically retro at this point? Oh! Is this what we're – are we kind of cashing in on – are we kind of now cashing in on the nostalgia for our own podcast? Yeah, yeah. It does feel a <laughs> bit like that. It feels like we're well, – yeah, what if we just started bootlegging our own shirts? Yeah, that not bad. That would be good. Um, so, yeah, those uh, – and, of course, the burger shirt was out of a few sizes as well. So people have been hitting us up quite a bit to um, ask when it was going to be reprinted. So there you go. Our most uh, two most popular shirts are back in full printage. Mm-hmm. Um, plus there's still the Kosamui sort of merchandise and stuff as well. And you know what? If you are in uh, the Americas uh, or the Canadas, as they call it, um, and you want us to bring over some shirts, give us a private message, Give us, send us something, send us a tweet, uh, get on social media and hit us up or send us an email because we'll, we'll drag some over there. Mm-hmm. We'll, we won't have, you know, unlimited room in the old suitcase but we will do our best to bring some we stuff won't over. have unlimited room no, but I want is, to this make an ex- that, is this a scoop this is an exclusive that, statement I want to make that clear not only do we not have a TARDIS for a suitcase but, well when were you planning on letting me know about this well, well <laughs> I, I, find, I like to withhold that sort of information because it feels like I get a good reaction off you oh, on the podcast hearing it fresh I feel like yeah. I've really been sandbagged here yeah, yeah. learning this information about having limited <laughs> luggage space thanks a lot yeah. mate hey it was all worth it for that passion that's, that that's you, a real fly in the ointment for my travel plans for what an episode already (laughs) 
Um, all right, so that's all that housekeeping. And, of course, we, we always uh, enjoy the contributions of you guys on patreon.com slash little dum dum club because it keeps this little um, locomotive moving along. Uh, it puts the, the wood in our little oven. It gets the steam coming out of our fucking assholes, And we chug along the tracks of to Podcast City. Um, I think all those metaphors almost, are correct. Almost perfect, except for one, <laughs> one, one minor detail that I think I think some uh, yes. some locomotion enthusiasts yes. may have to take umbrage with. Yes. Um, so uh, you know what you get for that. You 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 get the you get love from us. Mo- most importantly, you keep this thing alive. You get uh, bonus episodes mm-hmm. all the time. If you're ten plus, ten dollars plus, um, you get magazines that we we work all, very hard on, and you get your little your little. Your little name read out. Mm. So um, that those two words that your mum and dad mm. slapped onto the the old birth certificate. Yeah. Right after the doctor himself pulled you out. Yeah. Gave you a little spank on the butt. That you know those two sweet words that you've been identifying under for your whole life. The one that they come m- under our intense microscope <laughs> on this show. <laughs> it's a bit. Of, it's a real expose. <laughs> um, so let's let's kick it off. Let's do th- this week. Let's do. I reckon we've only got time for five this week. So let's okay. do that this week. Yeah. Okay. Cut down from normal. Yep. Just do five. Just do that. Um, so you know what we should do one week. We could even do this now if you feel like it. All right. Instead of ripping on the name, why don't we do a bit of like star sign action, and oh. just based on based on the name, we try and predict what kind of week this person's well, going to have. I read out the name, so you get first crack at whatever we do. So whatever you feel like doing today. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, let's do five. We said five, five? didn't we? Yeah. Five. Right. 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 Okay. Um, so number one, off first cab off the rank, we will go with thank you to Patreon subscriber James Radcliffe. James Radcliffe. Um, I think I think Radcliffe's going to have a bad week. Oh, really? I, say. I think he's in for a pretty bad week. Well, yeah. his name, if you just went off his name, I mean, it sounds like a really cool way of necking yourself, jumping off a Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> so is that part of his bad week? That's part of it. Um, I think he must get this a lot, but I think this week he's going to get even more people than usual asking if he's related to Daniel. Oh, yeah. Plus, this week he's... He's going to cop shit from two idiots on a podcast. So, mm. that's, so that's it's already not... off to a bad start. Right, like the, for, right. As far as like, the week starts as soon as he listens to this. Right, right, right. So assuming he listens on Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday to Wednesday. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I just, I'm, not feeling, I'm not feeling good about it. Well. I'm not feeling – I feel like, yeah, he's going to be – yeah, by the, by, in seven days' time, he's going to have had such a bad week that he'll just be – he'll be looking at that back end of his name and oh. of his surname and just thinking, yeah, that would – more like James Badcliffe yes. by the end of it. Yes. By the end of seven More days. More like James Bad Week. Yeah. Is what he'll be saying in is the he, mirror. Is he going to cop the phone call and, and say seven days? Seven days. From him. Yeah. Till he next himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for your money, James. Thanks, James. <laughs> uh, second cab off is Rowan. Thank you to Rowan Cook. Rowan Cook. How's he going to go? I think Rowan's going to have a good week. Okay. Um, I'm glad. I would have felt bad if we had two bad weeks back to back there. Yeah. I haven't really thought this through. No. uh, That's clear. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a a bright name. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think he's a a person that makes... You're getting a a more of a light-coloured aura coming from that name. Yeah, Rowan Cook. Mm. Like, it just makes me think that, like, people see him and... You just like the word cook. Yeah. It's getting close to dinner and you're going, this sounds good to me. I'm really hungry. Right. So, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's just it now. But, hey... I can't be the only one who has that experience when they hear the word cook. Yeah. That must be pretty common. Right. Because so it's, it's spelled C-O-O-K-E, meaning he's only one letter off being cookie. Mm. So he's, he's pretty close to being the Rowan cookie monster. 
<laughs> I actually know Rowan Cook. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went to school with him. Oh, you should know what sort of you, – you've got an actual better idea of what sort of week he's got. Mm. Like, is he a good bloke or not? He's a good bloke. He lives in San Francisco. Wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to call him out publicly and say, hey, man, make the trip up to Los Angeles. Yeah. Or you're about to, or next week you're going to have a very bad week. Oh, because I'm going to shit on you all over this podcast. Whoa, he's going to go all James Radcliffe like <laughs> next week. Oh, Rowan Cook. <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing you in the city of angels, my friend. Uh, yeah, I've been meaning to message Rowan and see if he'll be around. But uh, hey, t- Rowan, take this as me reaching out yep. through your, the medium of your favourite podcast. <laughs> and insane. apparently, your friend paying you some money, which is it's a nice way of having a friendship. Hey, you know what? I haven't run this by Carl yet, but I'll, I'll put you on the door. If you come up oh. to LA, bring a couple of people. Oh, okay, that's fair. I'll put you on the door. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, you're yeah, all right. I'm gonna take you as my friend as well now, Rowan, if you if you do that. Um all right. Thanks, Rowan. Thanks, Rowan. Um thanks in advance, Rowan. Uh third, third this week. Mm-hmm. Whew, this and how many is this five. Okay. We're doing five. Okay. I, I Not quite halfway. Stre- I can't stress that enough. Um thank you to Patreon subscriber, Jason. Ballard. Ah. Now, is this a bit of fake name I've, action going I reckon on, you read or? this out last week. Really? Yeah. Because no. you then went into a, a sweet riff about the, his name reminding you of the time that you fucked Tom Ballard. Oh, okay. Interesting me... that that would just not even stick in the memory <laughs> for, even, for even five days. No. I, really? Did I... I'm, you know, we have done that guy before. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. We did him the other week. Yeah, I know. Fuck. <laughs> We did him. We did do him last week. Yes, I'm, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right, all right. I'm deleting that name. Okay. All right. Thank you to third this week. We are doing. Thank you to Patreon subscriber Jacob Walder. Walder. W a l d e r. Walder. What do you got? What's What's he got coming up? He He's going to have – I think he's going to have a pretty standard week for him. Like not, you know, not exceptionally good, not exceptionally bad. Okay. Uh, it's going to be very average for him in the sense that he's constantly going to be have to be spelling his last name to oh, people right. when he goes to shops and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and when he goes to shops, he's spelling his own name. As he walks in, he just introduces himself, then spells his name. Yeah, that's what I've had to start doing. Really? Just in case it comes up. Right. Just walk in. A L S O P. Really? Yeah. And what do people? How, so you walk in. That's the first thing that happens. Mm. You spell your own name. Yep. And then what do people say? They're like, "Oh, like Jane Allsop, the actress." Right. And I go like that, but with one less L. Right, 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 yeah. right. Okay. And yeah. then then you just go on and buy stuff. Yeah. And does has your name come up after that or anything? Or? Well, they're not. They already know it, so they don't need to ask. Right. So I have no no. I have no way of knowing whether they would have asked had I not. Spelt it out. I was going to say that I don't think there's many times when anyone ever needs to know anyone's surnames in a shop because even if they do need to know it, you bring out your credit card or something. Uh, I don't want to say you're wasting your life. But... but <laughs> I but, am sitting here recording a yeah. podcast. <laughs> I, I, sh- I would say that about every other aspect of your life. <laughs> I'm not saying it about that bit that you do in shops. I, I have been... I have had to do it a couple of times of late because I've gotten quite into, and this is very lardy dar of me, mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 products that they have in there at the Aesop store. Oh, so uh, yeah, they keep your they keep you on they keep your account on file, and okay. so they have a list of, and so they want to like attach what you buy to your profile when you go in, in and so I have in, to spell it out in the physical shop Aesop shop. Yeah, right. So when yeah. you go there at the end, they're like, "What's your what's your last name?" Right. 
And I go, and so I go Allsop, and I, I look down on the screen. They always start O R L, and I go, no, no, A L S O P. Right. And then every time I go, you know, it's like this shop, but just one letter different, and yep. it's it's yet to get a laugh. Right. I think that's why I keep going back in there. Right. I just want that to play well once. Just you're just working up some gear at the moment. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair it's enough. like if there was a skincare shop called Changla. Yep. Wouldn't you want to go in there all the time? I'd, I'd certainly get pictures out the front. <laughs> yes, would you? And, and yes, I've because there's there's one there's a shop in Thailand called Chandra, mm-hmm. and I think I've got three <laughs> pictures in front of that. <laughs> Chandra, you barely need one, mm. and yet you've got three. Yeah, can you print them? Can you like stick them all together and like print them out and have them hanging on your wall? Yeah, maybe. I'll go. I'll back, go back through the files. Okay, of all yeah. the cool photos I Send have. Send it to me. I'll mm. measure it and I'll get you a frame for it, and that'll be my wedding present to you. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> sweet. I do need some pictures on my wall, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Thanks, Jacob Walder. Um, right. Thank you to Patreon subscribers. Someone, and this is someone who's been whinging for it lately. So the this the squeaky. Wheel gets the green, mm-hmm. shall this we say. This person absolutely gagging for it. Mm, certainly. It's very true. Thank you to Patreon subscriber Jackie Carter. Ah, mm. JC. Yeah. Now she is a, a, a listener that has uh, that came on the Kosamui trip. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she's made it very clear this week that she should be read out. So she's gone on the list. How long has she been subscribing for? Uh, look, I'll say not... She, you know what? You know, I'll say this about Jackie Carter. Here we go. She's very generous. Mm-hmm. Very generous. Mm-hmm. But she carries on like she's been listening forever. She hasn't even been listening that long. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> she's just got really into it lately. Okay. Yeah. But she bloody carries on. But that I reckon that almost makes her – that makes her even more generous. Like someone who's been listening for six years yep. and they chip in like 50 bucks or whatever, you could go, well, they're – they're, they're paying in lieu for all the free content that they get over the years. Mm. Someone listening for a month yep. and putting in a big amount of money. I mean, yep. that's the ratio of that is huge. Yep. I, yeah, I agree. So uh, You seem pissed off about this. Well, I'm always pissed off about something. <laughs> <laughs> so, this just happened to come into your field of vision yeah, at the right time. I, the, there was a gap in the market. Yep. There were was, there was three names there that I hadn't been pissed off at. I'm like, uh-huh. well, yep. fourth's a charm. Yep. Um, I did not know that about Jackie that she was a uh, that she was a recent con- convert. Yes, right. Oh, she. I, I met her one night and she made it very clear to me mm. that she did not listen to the podcast. Okay, was this in Thailand? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so I don't know what happened, but she started listening, and then she's vehemently into it. Mm. Um, so yeah. So anyway, she's she's got her name read out. She's. Um, it's all good. I, I I don't have that complaint leveled against me anymore, so that's good. But more importantly, what sort of week is she going to have, Tommy? Oh, interesting you're, question. You're like, you're like the weatherman, but for mm. life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say, I'd say probably a good weekend. I'd say heading into the weekend not so good because I know she comes to your gig on Thursday nights pretty frequently. Sometimes. So I'm predicting she'll come this week and maybe have a bit too much to drink. Maybe be a bit antagonistic towards you, oh. and you won't like that. Yeah, and so you know you'll kind of. It sounds go, like classic behaviour from all people involved. Yes. To be honest, <laughs> yes, you'll kind of go back at her in 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 typical fashion. Yep, uh, which she might not like. But Hang then on. hey, she'll wake up Friday morning, and tomorrow's a new day. It feels like I'm finding out about my week coming up as well. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I got a free surprise! Prediction. Surprise! You're going to be a prick to some people. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, Jackie. You've got the full treatment this week. Right. And so how many were we doing? Were we doing ten? Uh, five. Oh, we're five. We're only doing okay, five. Right, right. We're doing five Oh, this that must week. mean we're... So that's four, 
Four uh, done. Okay. Four done now. Right. Which means, hang on. You don't want to read One to go. Okay, one to go. You don't want to read out the same one again by accident. No. No. So four down, one to go. One to go. Okay, here we go. Yep. One person, one patron. Oh, well, actually, when I say one Patreon subscriber to go, it's actually, well, it's a, it's a bit of a novelty this week. It's a bit of a shared one is the fifth one this week. How long is this run-up going to go for this week? I Who want? knows? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> one to go, but it's shared. It's actually, I'm not sure if we've had this happen before, but this is a shared Patreon subscription between two people. Right, okay. Yeah. This is quite a setup. This is, is this, this the first time this has ever happened? I believe so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm not. I'm not advertising it. I'm not saying people should go halves in it. But anyway, this is what's happened, um, and it's got a bit of description as well of who these people are. As now, well. this is a recent thing that mm. I actually was not aware that you could do in Patreon. Yeah, apparently, it seems like no one's aware that you can do it because it hasn't really happened until the last sort of three weeks. Well, it's happened at least once a week for Pe- a while. People have discovered that you can sort of put your name, and then you can kind of like this. There's a thing that 99% of people seem mm. to just leave empty. Well, four-fifths of people <laughs> leave empty every week by the, by the feel of it, actually. Um, so, all right, here we go. Thank you to Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. The Identical Twins, Wobsy and Wopsy Comedy. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, Wobsy Comedy. Yep. And and Wopsy comedy. Wodsy. Wodsy. Yeah. Right. Wobsy and Wodsy comedy. Wobsy and Wodsy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if your last name's comedy. Yeah. And. <laughs> yes. And you've already had one kid if you're, called Wobsy comedy. Yeah. <laughs> don't call your other kid Wodsy yeah, comedy. That's it's going to be slightly confusing. I mean, it's confusing. They've got, they've got similar names, let alone. Even if they, even if there's only one of them, that's slightly confusing. Having yeah. a kid called Wobsy. So where do these two fit in on the family tree? Uh, I don't have the full details here, but hmm. um, yeah, I believe I believe that they're the uh, the children of of Uncle Murd. Oh, oh right, so these these are on the French side. Yeah. So Wobsy and Wobsy, these are they're, French they're names. They're French names. Classic yeah. French names. Okay. And I'm not sure because you know I, I think we may have talked about it last week. I, I don't know if they live in France or maybe they live in Canada. Maybe yeah, yeah. they'll be coming yep. down. That would be very exciting well, to me. You, you've had your thing. You've said you mm. know um, that Ron Cook is going to be on the door in LA. Well, yep. you know what. Wobsy and Wadsy, you are on the door in Montreal. And But what about their dear old dad? Well, what about, we've got to get him money somehow. What about, and I'll say his name in English, Uncle Shit Comedy. Whoa. <laughs> hey, Wobsy and Wadsy might be listening to this, please. Language. <laughs> I'm just translating his name into English. Yeah, and anyway, what sort of weeks are they going to have? Oh, um... I fail to see how you could have anything less than a spectacular week every week with the names Wobsy and Wadsy Comedy. <laughs> they are unusual names. I'll give them that. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wonder if that's in their, in their family lineage, <laughs> if that's an old school name or something if maybe. If it's like a great-grandpa. Yeah. Two twin. No, that, wait. Yeah. A great-grandpa and then like a great-grandpa's brother. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's a thing or not. Yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, it's, it's certainly a name I, don't, I haven't heard a lot. Well, I mean, we could, you know, we could do our part to sort of try and research this when we're, when we're over there. No, nah, let's not. You know, not. we could look into some lineage. Mm. But no, you're uh, not, not interested. No. Nah, not interested. Lost in interest already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's thousands of listeners right now that know exactly how you feel. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Wobsy and Wadsy. Yep. 
And thanks to everyone else who has chipped in on Patreon to support the podcast every week. We really appreciate it. It, uh, Yeah, it helps keep this little thing going. Uh, So just to wrap up, all of the shows that are currently on sale, we have Montreal on July the 29th. We have New York on August the 2nd. We have LA on August the 5th. We have the Sydney Opera House on September the 14th. You have a real mind for dates. Yeah. It's a good work there. I would not remember any of those. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so all that stuff, littledumdumclub.com. Get on and get yourself a T-shirt and listen towards the end of the episode. We announce a big Melbourne show that's happening oh, at the end of this year. Very exciting. Or in October. I can't wait to hear what we're doing. All right. Enjoy this episode with Claire Hooper and Adam Knox. <laughs> Mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslow and sitting across from me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. Can I dickhead? Is that your new thing, stamping your foot twice on my coffee table yeah, yeah, before yeah. we begin? I'm getting revved up because I've had a lot of anger coming in today. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> trying to release in an appropriate fashion. It's, uh, I don't think it's anger at a subject that is fit for public consumption. No. But we've just been sitting out in my backyard listening to quite the tirade from you. Yeah. Have you got it out of it's- your system? Are you mellowed or are you going to harness this energy for it, the good uh, of comedy? I mean, it takes a lot for me to get mad. So, you know, <laughs> so it's the important stuff. You know In the, that. what is it, 25 years that we've been working together? I've <sighs> never seen you like this before. I know. Usually I'm very chill, but today just something twisted my fucking nipples. You're a bit, if people are wondering what you're like off the podcast, you're a lot like the character of Phoebe from Friends. Just super <laughs> chill, just kind of off in your own world, just yeah. really spiritual. Really hot. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> You've got a hot twin. Guilty. <laughs> And I want to fuck Chandler for some reason. I want to fuck myself. Um, Wait, what? I don't know. She doesn't want to fuck Chandler. That doesn't she, she fucks Paul Rudd. Oh, well, mm. I want to do that too. Great. Um, you know what? Here's, here's a bugbear of mine, a, a minor bugbear of mine. Um, sometimes you will say, you know, you'll talk about dreams you had. And I always think, man, that's such a – for me, talking about dreams is so dumb because it's like, here's the thing I made up. Cool. Yeah. Good story. Yeah. However, here's a dream I, I had last yes. night. <laughs> you, I, every time I say this on the show, I, I give that caveat as well. Yes, yeah. right. Um, I had one of those dreams last night that was so – it felt like it went all night. Like it felt like I've dreamt all night. Well, how, just quickly, how about as you've brought up that you don't like this – brought up yep. that you don't like this as a topic. Do yep. you want me to give you an honest appraisal of this dream story? Yes, And let sure. you know if this is actually good or not. Absolutely. Okay, great. Sure. I had a very, very long dream. I don't know if you've had any experience with that where it feels like you've dreamt all night. Like way longer. Longer than you know, some sort of minor little. Oh, I remember this scene, this scene, that's it. Mm-hmm. This was like I felt like I dreamt the actual length of my sleep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And here's the thing that happened: I, for some reason, won the gold logie very early on in the dream, mm-hmm. and so I, for the rest of the night, I live my new life as a gold logie winner. Oh, that's great! I, I do like a bit of that in a dream. Yeah, yeah. So I got so used to it that when I woke up, it took me quite a while to realise I'd never won a gold logie. Right. So it took it's taken me a couple of hours to realise my life has not changed. So when did it wear off? Because it felt like you definitely walked in here with the vibe <laughs> of someone who's like up there with your your Lisa McCune. 
Coons and your Georgie Parkers. I'm a veritable John Wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe I'm still coming down off that. But yeah, it was it was it's, it was a bit of a shock to the system to realise that I have not been rewarded for the no TV that I've done. That's a nice. That is a nice reality in the dream where sometimes the good thing happens right at the end. But it is nice when it's like not building up to that. That's the start, and then you just yeah. kind of live in that world yeah. for a little bit. It's and it was just I just got there was a lot of back slapping. There was a lot of people genuinely happy for me. It was a really good why space. You, why are you surprised by this? <laughs> well, still crazy things happen in dreams. I'm just trying to say that it felt like for the next eight hours of mm. my sleep, I was just getting a lot of plaudits and a lot of, you know what, you've really earned it. And me going, yeah, you're right. So no, what thanks. was the timeline? Was the timeline just like you win it and then it was the whole thing, the rest of it just you at the after party? Or did we cut to like you waking up the next day? I was at some sort of party and it, the party was going all night. It was in the, it was outside and mm-hmm. there was a lot of people like, you know, I look, I'll tell you Any what. hot chicks there? I tell you what, I was genuinely surprised to win it. I have to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you it, even know you were nominated? No, no. It was a, it, it was a genuine shock to me. <laughs> who were you up against? It sort of came out of nowhere. Um, I don't know who I was up against. I, I just it was just just the shock of winning it sort of blurred everything out. Yeah, so, great, great. Yeah, so uh, but it was had just, you even been invited to the ceremony, or no, were you just out the front? I don't believe I was in. even at the ceremony. To be fair, somehow I won it without being. They there. They had to FaceTime you and get you up on the screen. Yeah, but I tell you what, there was a lot of friends and family that were surrounding me, and they were all very happy. It was a. It's, you know what? It's really inspired me to go out there and try and win the gold logo because it, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it felt good. Yeah. I, I'm, I can't speak for people who have won it in real time, but it, fe- it feels like it must be good. Well, we need to get a gold logie winner on the show and sort of see how, how a, this stacks up to their actual experience. We've had a couple. Yeah. Already. Well, we didn't, you hadn't had the dream yet. Yeah, so yeah, whose yeah. fault is that? Yeah, we'll, well, let's compare it next time. Um, okay, yeah, that uh, honest appraisal, that is actually a good dream story. Yeah, I like you. it. I like to think it's part of the way I delivered it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, speaking of dreams, uh, two guests today who it has been my dream to have them on an episode <laughs> together since we started this podcast. The Gold Logie winner for... Uh, the Homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I've done so little TV work that you else. can't even make up. <laughs> <laughs> you've, done, you've done so little actual work that I couldn't well. even think of a joke category. Uh, please welcome back in Little Dum Dum Club, Adam Knox. Uh, employee of the Month, March 2005 at Target. Oh, really? Yes. I cleaned up a human shit. <laughs> so they gave me Employee of the Month. I don't put... I don't think it was even a real like. I don't think they did it every month. They were just like, "Oh fuck, this kid needs." Okay, <laughs> I was I was on work experience as wow. well. I did well, my work experience at Target. Okay, I have questions. Wow. I didn't know how it worked. I thought it, I, I was a fucking idiot, and no one told me I was being an idiot doing it. I thought it was like go work somewhere where you probably could. Okay, <laughs> I, I have questions, but I feel like our second guest is chomping at the bit to get yep. in. So let's introduce Sorry. her. Please welcome back Claire Hooper. Yay! Thanks for having me. Oh my god, Target. The yeah. only thing less. <laughs> The only thing less pathetic was, is if you had an all-night dream about working at Target last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the start of the dream is you get the job yeah. and then it's another, like, four hours. That's yeah. the saddest dream. Just stacking <laughs> shelves. Okay, so... Babe, all right, babe, what was it like when you went back to school after work experience and your friends were like, yeah, so it was really fun being at the, you know... NASA. Virgin Australia Training Centre. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed working at PricewaterhouseCoopers and you're like, yeah, I can't hey, human shit. Who's got questions about Manchester? <laughs> Not the 
city. I stayed here in Cranston. <laughs> what? So who? Like your parents and like your teachers and stuff have to sign off on this. Why are yeah. they letting this happen? None of them. It's bro- not your fault. You I don't know any better. Every single one of them looked at me and went, "Yep, makes sense." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. It, no, I can't remember anyone questioning it. And then I remember that they gave you like the school had like a form that they had to fill out the people the who you'd worked for. Yep. And I still remember, and I'm very self-conscious about it, that I got a two out of five for my handshake. What? So, yeah. What? They, they oh, ranked wait, wait, my wait. handshake. Wait, wait, wait. You had to shake hands of people that come in the store. No, no, no. Like, just the people who worked at Target. Your boss? Yeah. What? So you were getting marked on handshake. Yeah, yeah. In today's online world, that is completely what did irrelevant. You, it's useless. Yeah, I should have gotten marked on my on, fucking cookie or whatever. Finish school anyone, yesterday. If anyone... Yeah, that's true. If anyone... <laughs> Has a good handshake. They also know that they can do better than Target. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. What did you do? Grease. What did you get? What did you see? Three out of fives are walking through their doors yeah. at all. You don't need to be grease and palms and climbing the corporate ladder at Target. You what, know. What did you get for your kissing? Uh, I well, I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, I was bad at it too. I remember I sliced a whole. How bunch are you bad of, at picking up a human shit? What'd I did you do that wrong? all right. That, oh, that oh I did. My fu- God. It just fell out of like. Can a you kid's imagine that amazing was... conversation when they found the kids' human shit, <laughs> and then they're like, "Who should we? Oh man, whose job is it?" And then they all just slowly look over. And then, the no, they're like, so, someone sees kid. it and goes, "Wow, they really do have everything at Target." <laughs> so hang on, I'm this is the... much cheaper than the Kmart shits. I'm getting the timeline confused. So you, so the, so you, did you go on to work there after you did the work experience? Did yeah, you work for, there again after school? Yeah, and that's and, kind of why I did it is because I wanted a job. There as well, but I didn't work oh, there for very long. Hang on, you just went to Target to network. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. I thought they wouldn't give me a job if I didn't fucking do a bunch of work experience. And man, I worked way harder than I should have there as well. I was really trying to impress them. <laughs> so okay, so the kid, so you pick up this shit. Yeah, yeah. As a result, you get Employee of the Month. Does that get handed to you immediately because you've touched human shit, or did they make you sweat it out until the end of the month to find out? No, it it was it. They just sort of said it. I don't I mean, think it Frank was a real thing. I mean, Frank picked up two shits, so... No, I like to think the idea of people, employees there are now taking shits in aisles to Cleaning try to up. pick them up themselves <laughs> to get awards out of it. Scotty Cam's not getting this again. What I'm did you Did you winner. get anything for it? Do you, like some workplaces will give you like a voucher or I whatever. I got, uh, I think it was genuinely $25 for the week of work. Yes, they had that rule. It was five bucks a day or something. Yeah, was minimum. Yeah, they had to pay you five dollars a day. Yeah. Oh man, and which is work experience. Which, to be fair, is a little bit more than what they pay at Target anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and yeah, I caused more damage than than. I'm Sorry, ha- you were about to say you sliced. I an sliced entire- a bunch of DVDs open because I was opening the box and I never opened a box, a box with a knife cutter. before <laughs> so I just sliced down the back of a whole bunch of DVDs and then kicked the box underneath the shelf so that no one would find it so which is worse like the stock being lost is what look I don't know what happened what to that. DVD Jumanji or um it was actually a video game it was Gran Turismo 4 which are more expensive than DVDs right I oh guess gosh. I remember that right well you got your I like how worth. you uh I like how you didn't think that Carl was going to be able to relate to a story that featured a video Video game in it, so you just oh DVD, mate. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd get that. Uh, a box of film reels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that. So how long did you work at Target for in the end? Uh, not long, like less than three months, probably. I, I did something comparable. To be fair, work experience. Uh, because you know, like you said, Claire, there is you know you 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 try and get like a cool job because they just sort of let you in. It's not something realistic. I did a couple. How many? 
work experiences did you do? Was it two or three years in a row? You'd I do it? only did one in only year 10. One. I think every school would be different, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I feel sure. like I did too. Like yeah. I actually I, – I have a vague memory that you're allowed to do two if you took up some of your school holidays. Fuck. Oh. The second one. You're allowed <laughs> to do work if you do it on your holidays. Yeah, wow, what a why, sweet but deal. I can't yeah, shut up. I should have gone to Big <laughs> W as well. I what the other well. one was. Anyway, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, right. Where did you go? I can't remember. I, what I remember is that I did two, but I can't right. remember for sure what the second one was. So I suspect that it was my – yeah, I reckon it would have been my, ma- my mum's mate's Montessori Primary School. Right. Which oh. I then went on to work out the year after I finished school. Oh. So I think that's why I'm not remembering it properly as a memory. But the one just, that I did that wasn't that good was I wanted I wanted to try an advertising agency. But when you're doing like a local one, it's, you know, like it's all, yeah. it's not, it's not the glamorous making TV commercials like yeah. you thought it was going to mm. be. It's like really. Bob's trucks. Posting letters on, yeah, for like so-and-so's, um, we pick up your junk. This is the yeah. phone number. Like that. Yeah. So I had not that I hated it, but I didn't. I was like. I had a similar thing, ad agency. And oh, you did ad agency It was too. me getting, being given like the proofs of like a Bunnings catalogue. Yeah. And having to like check like the yeah. measurements on the, gr- like just basically just the stuff that no one else can be bothered doing. So like make sure yeah. this picture of a lawnmower is exactly two centimetres from the edge. Did yeah. you get to that- do bromiding as well on the bromide machine or is it that much? <laughs> like I'm older than you, right? Yes. Yeah. So they must have – because were you doing stuff that was like scanning into computers? Because we I was just, just I wasn't even trusted to scan stuff. I just would get stuff put up on a screen for me and they would go just look at all this and make sure it's okay. I basically had to like spell check and just do all this. The stuff. picking wow. up human shit Do you remember Bromide Machines? Yes, I, 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 I know what they are. I know the name but I didn't personally use them. But yeah. I know what you mean because I started learning graphic design before – uh, there was the the all around use of computers, so yeah, like right. because well basically could, because the teachers would then go well we don't know everything to do with computers, so we will teach you what we know still yeah which is old school and yeah. the old school bromide machine was like the way that somebody gave you an actual photo yeah. And you had to put it through the bromide machine to make it something that could be printed onto a newspaper. Right. Because people weren't sending you a digitised photo and you couldn't just get the photo and digitise it. It was like yeah, we it was did a way lot of, of turning it into a newspaper ad. We Nox, do I don't understand any yeah, of Yeah, what is <laughs> bromide? I have no... Yeah, right. It sounds like an energy drink really for get it, but it douche was, bags. It was a kind of, <laughs> yeah. Or cismide. Oh, okay, okay, but how good is this? Cal Wilson has been doing comedy a lot longer than me. When she started out in comedy, when, when you were doing a festival show, you had to get your photo printed out a he- like a whole lot of proofs of your photo yeah. and put them in self-addressed envelopes, send them to all the media outlets with a self-addressed envelope in the middle and when they were done with them, they posted them all back to you. That's how it used to work. <laughs> oh, wow. Because you couldn't wow. attach a photo. <laughs> wow. That's how it used yeah. to work. It would be easier just to turn up to every place and go, take a photo of me and right? keep it. Yeah. Right? But why do you want? why do you need them back? Yeah. I don't know that answer. They're expensive, I, honestly, I guess. Honestly, I, yeah. suspe- yeah. I, I suspect because actually they're, exp- they're expensive enough that you're like sending them out right. like six months later. Wow. My work experiences were I – when I was in year 10, I thought I wanted to be a journalist. Yeah. So I did work experience. <laughs> I did, that would, you would have been the worst fuck. This cunt Obama, <laughs> he's fucking he, – what a prick, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and now, you, bad. and now you kind of are. You have dreams and you report back about them on this show. Yes, yes. I'm a hard-hitting <laughs> it's, journalist. It's real gonzo shit. You just go right <laughs> into the dream. I'm just reporting on myself every week. <laughs> um, I want to be a journalist, so then I went – on work experience to the Meribara Advertiser, 
which uh, relieved me of my uh, dream of becoming a journalist. Mm-hmm. I just went out and uh, was in a car with people and we, we'd go out to farmers and be like, yeah, yeah, someone knocked off our post box. Cool, all right, I fucking hate journalism now. That's the end. And I would come back and sit yeah. in this room and there was like... <laughs> it still sounds like a more exciting story than what I'd expect there to be going on in Maribyrnong. Yeah, sure. A stolen post box, that's I, huge. That's some honest, Mount Thomas level shit. To be honest, I juiced it up a little bit to, to sound <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, so Someone was looking at our post box yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat in a room, I, I had a desk and they had all the journals of like the history of the Maribyrnong Advertiser under, underneath the desk and I was not doing very much. So I just went through and looked for my name everywhere and then cut it out and put it in my wallet. So now there is no <laughs> record of me in any, in any oh, of the journals. Oh, you don't exist. Yeah. Right. Because I was just like, oh, yeah, cool. I, I, I like my name. I'll, I'll cut that out of like sports store uh, scores and stuff like that and just went, oh, this will be cool. And then realised, oh, there's no record of me in the, in the journals <laughs> at all so anymore. So you're growing up in a small country town and at what age do you start to realise, oh, this town's actually like pretty boring and there's not a lot. Go- like, at Never. What, at what age? So you – because that was going to be my question is like you sound like you were bored by the stuff you were doing. What did you expect to be covering down at the Maryborough Advertiser? Oh yeah, look, I didn't. Exp- I, I didn't know what to expect. I just thought I, I could sit there and write and do stuff, but it was just very boring. I just, you know, you look at. I was looking at Superman cartoons and seeing Clark Kent and going, "Oh, this is what it's like." I just write a few articles and then I fly home. But <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> didn't the Maryborough Advertiser printed a story that was like? Podcast drives around the town for a day yeah. Yeah. when you guys went no, there. No, it wasn't an article. It was a letter. It was a complaint. That oh. someone, <laughs> someone, someone who list- listens right in. And, so I can't wait to see what feedback this episode yeah. gets. I think they yeah. fucked up my letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so I did that. So that was disappointing and, and I didn't want to be a journalist anymore. So the next year I did something very Adam Knox-like. <laughs> my parents, my parents always had small businesses in, in Maribor. So they had about four or five small businesses and they gradually got worse as time went on. Like they <laughs> had this really great... Delhi, and then they had this really great uh, uh, coffee shop, and then they had a, a, like a, a decent shoe shop, and then they had a health food shop, mm. and then in the end, and I think I've talked about this before, they had a reject shop. They had like a, a $2 shop. Yeah. Like, they called it rejects, and so everyone that would come in would go, what's wrong with this? Well, this is fucked. What's wrong with it? And it's like, nothing's wrong with it. It's just cheap. Reject means cheap. It's a way of getting you in and making you know that this will be a cheap item. So people would it's, just... It's weird that the reject shop being a chain would have had to put up with that for a long time. I always thought that was... I've never really thought about it until just now that it isn't that. Yeah, but yeah. then... Because there was... Remember, there was Bilo, or no, not quite right, and that was all was like say. fucked up cans and yeah, whatever. Yeah, NQR came along and did the same thing. It's like... Stop telling the consumer that everything in here is shit out. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just cheap. But they don't care because they're sitting up in their ivory towers that are not quite right. <laughs> <laughs> they're wobbly it's ivory towers. It's all the employees tower. that have to deal with those questions. <laughs> their ivory tower that's like the leaning tower of Pisa. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. not quite there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> off white. Um, so Off ivory. So um, I did my work experience... In the, in the reject shop, in Chandler's Rejects, which, you know, is, is perfect timing when you're like 16-year-olds, 16-year-old and all your friends are 16, just the right age to be going, yeah, fucking you're a reject yourself, you're in the shop, you're a reject. That is a brutal <laughs> move by your parents to do that at that age. They couldn't yeah. have picked a worse time totally, in, totally. Your, in your development. Totally, so that was my work experience. And so, yeah, and I copped the same thing. I'd come back to school and they're like, yeah, I'm not sure if that really counts as work experience. I'm like, I worked, I experienced work. Yeah. I believe <laughs> that is what it does. It says on the tin. I did work experience at an animation studio and I coloured in some frames on, like digitally, of a Freddo Frog ad that they were making at oh, the time. Sick. That's actually cool. Yeah, 
saw that Freddo Frog egg when he was like bright purple. Well, the, <laughs> Someone no, fucked it up. This is the thing. I, like years later, I ended up going and, and like doing bits and pieces of work here and there uh, at this same place. And I was like, they had like a frame from that ad on the thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, I coloured most of that. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, what? And they're like. Oh, look, you know, you're old enough to handle this now. We had to redo all of it because <laughs> you made his colours all fucked. And I'm like, yeah, I was trying to, like, jazz him up a bit. They're like, no, Fredo has a strict set of colours that he has to be. He can't come in as a 16-year-old and just fucking start wilding out with... What the... if he's got a weed leaf on him now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What if he's got his dick hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> what if he has these really big high-top Reeboks on? <laughs> Let's give him tits! <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did when I was in uh, uh, uni. We had to do work experience as well. So I was at Ballarat Uni, and then I went to. Man, it's such a humiliating sort of a thing to ask for work experience as well, don't you think? Like, yeah, because you know you're just putting people out. Yeah, they don't yeah. want you in there. You, you know, not a target. They needed the fucking hands. Yeah, yeah, they, sure. That's, sure. Oh, look, anything that's my close ones, to what you want to do. Even Chandler's rejects didn't want me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just going to get and in the way. Very little they turned down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure they didn't want you, or did you just get a letter from them and read the top that said Chandler's rejects and went, oh, well, they've rejected me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mum sent me a letter. <laughs> um, so I did work experience at a place in Melbourne when I was doing graphic design at uni, and it was just that thing of you. You're just ringing up places in the phone book going, oh, this sounds – this is a graphic design place. This, this, they'll take me, surely? No, no, no. So I finally found a place. And when I get there, it's not until I get there that I find out they don't strictly do graphic design, which I was learning, you know, like print-based graphic design. It was all website stuff, of which I had had absolutely zero training in. So I get there and they go, do you know web stuff? I'm like, no. And they go, <laughs> okay, well, you can sit in the meeting room and colour this in maybe? And like I was just doing – it was just busy work. It was like I was back in kindergarten. It's like, kind of what you do at the project, isn't it? No. <laughs> well, you colour in the logo that they put up on screen each night. I colour in Waleed, yes. Um, so oh, does that get taken out? I guess it does. <laughs> no, your intentions were pure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, man, for a week it was just me going, staying on a mate's, uh, uh, staying on a mate's couch. Who my mate was like hardcore unemployed, so he was just up all night uh, ordering Pizza Hut pizzas and smoking bongs all night. And then I'd, all night, yeah, honestly, it sound like he's ordering a pizza every hour and a half. Oh man, well he was smoking bongs all night, so yeah, he probably was. Like he and he was out of control and. Uh, uh, Yes. Do you know where he is today? What's he up to now? Oh, man. I yeah, don't I bet he's a CEO or something and you're on yeah. a podcast going, this dipshit. <laughs> yeah, right? It's going to be one or the other, isn't it? I, yeah. would, I would so bet a lot of money not that. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy who I don't have anything to do with anymore and he – I remember he was then working at some point during that as well but he was still staying up all night and, and smoking bongs and eating pizza pizzas and – I distinctly remember this is how he would prepare himself to get up in the morning. He would get up having had no sleep uh, and then go to the kitchen and put his head under the tap and force his eyeballs open <laughs> and, oh turn, and turn the cold tap on as hard as he could. And that would be his process of waking up in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely insane. He lived with a dude from Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. That's That's... 
worse than Clockwork Orange. He was just forcing his eyes open to watch movies. This guy was <laughs> putting on a flat out tap into his eyeballs. Yeah. Is that a weed thing? Do you do that to get rid of the the uh, blood the bloodshot? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Kinda, maybe. I I don't. I Surely he should go to the shower and look up. Yeah. Why did he do it in the kitchen tap? Maybe because he was smoking bongs all night. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been able to work out if this works or not. But when I worked at a burger place chopping onions, and you know you start crying someone told me that you if you put it if you turn a tap on and you just put your eye near that it's like because the whatever the fumes or whatever from the onion are like it's moisture that they go for yeah so that'll transfer it over and i I, still to this day i can't work out whether that was genuine advice or someone at that job just fucking with me because then they get to come in and see me just like Staring at a stream of water. All those yeah. things are placebos, I think. Like they say, if you if you like grip your thumb like you're doing a fist wrong, mm. then you don't have a gag reflex, and that's bullshit. <laughs> you still do. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's meant to be a thing, though. Right. Apparently. Yeah. Right. Hey guys, just a little break uh, from your scheduled programming just to say, hey, at the top of the show we described how we are part of the Just for Laughs Sydney (laughs) Festival. We certainly did describe it. Yes. Now they have brought this episode to you today uh, and of course because we are part of it, you guys love it. It's the most prestigious comedy festival in the world. It's come to Sydney and it's not just us. It's not not another Kosamui job where we're the only people part of it. Wait, what? Yeah, there's other people. How could there possibly be any need to have anyone else in this thing? Some people like to do things differently from (laughs) us, believe it or not. So at the Opera House, you get to see us, of course, but there are other massive shows. There are some of the biggest names in the biz. Um, There is the huge Kevin Bridges. If you like Kevin Bridges, if you like your your British comedy, he was huge when he came out to Melbourne a couple of years ago. He's got a massive, massive fan base. He actually, you know what? He played, if you're a fan of him, he played for our indoor soccer side. When he came oh, that's out a couple right. of I remember this. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which sometimes happens when the uh, the the big names come out, especially the Europeans, and they want to play a game. They'll come and play for our comedian only. Uh, indoor soccer Greg soccer. Larson's Rat World Yeah that's the name of it. And so you think This piece of information Might inspire people To buy tickets To go see his show Well just for those people <laughs> that, that come along To watch our team And didn't know He was a comic mm-hmm. Yeah come along Travel up to Sydney To see if you <laughs> liked The way he played soccer He was uh, He had a good touch He was a little bit slow but, Hey uh, I don't know If the Just for Last Festival Would want me to condone This kind of behaviour Maybe bring a soccer ball in mm. Midway through the show Just Ooh. lob it up there on stage Not bad See how he handles it I wouldn't mind Let's figure out finally who's a better player between me and Kevin Bridges. <laughs> yes, great. Um, so uh, also, it's not just him. It's not just the soccer festival, guys. There's also massive names like Joel McHale. There's mm. um, Reese Darby. Um, there's Bert Kreischer. Kreischer, yeah. Kreischer, yeah, yeah. Um, there's the All-Star Gala hosted by Husey. And, uh, uh, of course, we talk, talk uh, uh, to Claire Hooper. Yes, Today yes. about the fact that she's doing a show with Mel Buttle. Um, there's a big show. There's like a, 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 like it's called, it's a big showcase show with a lot of people doing spots that's filmed for comedy, for the comedy channel. Uh, for the comedy <laughs> channel. It's filmed for comedy. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people doing spots there. So it's a nice showcase gig, which you can get discount tickets for after you buy a ticket to our show. Yes. Actually. Very exciting. And of course, so that's all, you know, straight stand-up. There is, uh, you know, it's not just we're the only podcast there. There is more than us. There is also, Tommy, there is also our fine friends over at the TOEFOP podcast. Yes. There's uh, Will Anderson and Charlie Clawson are doing a a big old show. Mm -hmm. So go along and see that. And um, the super popular podcast, My Favourite Murder, uh, is doing a a live podcast there as well. So um, get along to that. I think... 
pretty much all of this stuff happens within like the same kind of three or four days. It is. The, the whole festival goes from September 11, hmm, Uh-oh. the comedy day, <laughs> uh, to September 17. So it's a yeah, it's a short little festival. It's all jam packed yeah. in there. Like so, we're on the Thursday. I think Tofops on the Friday. I think Hoops's yep. thing and Mel Buttles is on the Wednesday. So yeah, if you're around, and then there's heaps of like those galas and the stand up shows are on the weekend. So I, I think you can on, take a long weekend. Come on up from interstate if you're wanting to go see all this stuff. If, you, if you're coming to see us, I'm sure there's a show on before us because we're on at nine thirty. So mm. go and see a big double, see us, uh, and see someone else as a bit of a uh, warm up to us. Go see a movie during the day. There'll probably be good not, stuff on then. We're not sponsored by movies. <laughs> we haven't been hit up by movies.com. I'm, 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 I'm saying don't go and see movies, actually. Wow. I only see things that have paid us to, to, to say these things. Okay, well, I'll try and get some funding from Spider-Man and then next week. Please. <laughs> I would love some Spider-Man cash. Um, um, yeah, all of that stuff is – you can find those details at justforlaughssydney.com. Uh, I believe that's the website. That is it. And, of course, you know, like that is the just the Just For Last brand. It's the biggest in the world. So um, this is the one week in the year where it comes to Sydney and they drag out some of the biggest names and all that sort of stuff. It's going to be an awesome week. It's all in the, the super prestigious opera house of which, of course, we are very excited to be yeah, part of. I genuinely am looking forward to doing our thing and then being able to go and see a bunch of the other stuff that's on there. Yeah, I'm yeah. particularly excited about Joel McHale. I think I be very partic- good. I'm particularly excited about being in a hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> what, right now? No, when we go up there. Cause yeah. you, like, we get put up in a hotel room. Yeah. It's cool. In a yeah. nice hotel. Yeah. So, um, maybe we should sell... Tickets to that. <laughs> uh, come and hang out in our ha- hotel. Come and hang out in our hotel. Yeah. We could always like, n- you know, crash at a friend's house and then we just like sell the on hotel. sell the hotel room that we both have. Let's not say that at least out loud <laughs> <laughs> on a recorded medium. But let's uh, think no, about it. No. That's going to be great. Um, yeah, justforlifesydney.com. Get your tickets. And who knows with the live podcast, you know, you, you, you're running out of time to get a, a, a ticket to our show. You know what? Out of all those people we read out, maybe some of them are on our show. So mm. uh, it's, Who knows? We, we certainly are going to do a big effort to, to make it a big show. It won't be bloody, you know... You know, some some open mic from bloody Melbourne that we get at the last minute. Well, I mean, let's let's not can our chickens before they've hatched. Okay, sure. <laughs> you you may well see that happen actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, check that out and enjoy the rest of this episode. What about this? I we uh, we run comedy gigs. We've we've been bringing that up a little bit more lately than mm-hmm. usual. Um, so, Tommy, you've got your uh, catfish comedy mm-hmm. in Melbourne on a, on a Tuesday night. I've got a cavalcade of gigs. I, I've got a bit to do with Comedy Explained on a Monday. Carlscomedycavalcade.com is yes. where people can find all the information <laughs> Please hit. Oh, man, don't Three say that. Games. Someone will buy that and I won't be able to get it. <laughs> uh, but do you want it? <laughs> do you care? <laughs> the Why don't been... you just get chandlersrejects.com? Oh, <laughs> biz. Pops the gigs on there. Dot reject. Someone, I think someone's bought drdrramsey.com, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Great. So, um, Pretty soon because of this podcast, our listeners will have bought up the entire internet. Everything we've said. stuff we've talked about. <laughs> everything yeah. we've said. Um, so, uh, and my gigs are uh, Thursday Comedy Club on a Thursday and Basement Comedy Club on a Saturday. And both those gigs are at the, the European Beer Cafe, the lovely folk there on uh, Exhibition Street in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what happened last week, which particularly took my fancy. If anyone's ever been on the Thursday night, they'll know that when you walk in, you're sort of on the second level, and then there's a rooftop as well. So where I sit 
on the door. I'll sit on the door and, and take the money and, and put the little stamp, a little smiley stamp on your on your wrist if you if you're paying your little twelve bucks on the twelve on a Thursday night. So as I'm I'm the sort of guardian of the door there, there is a stairwell that's going up to the rooftop. Now, I this is one of the highlights of my Thursday if I hear a big big noise, a big sort of impact and I go someone's fallen at the top of the stairs now I get to watch someone roll down and, I, and I've, I've seen it happen a few times no yeah you've seen more than one roll down yes. the stairs <laughs> yes no this year I've seen more than isn't one isn't that a, a like an ambulance situation yeah where people they're not fall downstairs? Well, short flights there I know and it's a, it's a big one so a couple of weeks ago I heard a big smash and then it's just that thing you know it's like that thing that people talk about maybe if you get hit in the groin and you, and you just sort of go and you wait a couple of seconds you're like oh it's not going to hurt oh, oh that really yeah. hurts now mm. it's like that you hear the big smash you know Claire so you hear the big <laughs> smash and then you are just waiting to see if something happens mm-hmm. so I hear the big smash and then I just see this big lady just roll down like a barrel down the stairs, go boom, 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 bang at the bottom. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's so good. So then there's a bit of an alert where people are all around. Someone's chasing her down the stairs as well. There's a lot of people. And I'm thinking, this is great. But then I go, oh, I'm going to have to deal with them because they're probably coming into the comedy. And then it's like, do I give them a discount because they had planted oh on the God. ground? Or like, what's the what's the deal there? You were going to tell a story on this podcast one day, just like, I tortured this dog the other day and it was so much fun. No. I it was really looking at me it. real weird as I was doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? I no. cut his legs off and he looked like a little barrel and no. I pushed him down the stairs. Be, no, do, you know, animals are cool, but people are not. So, <laughs> so this woman goes bang, 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 bang. And so everyone's flooding around her and whatever. And it's like, oh, wow. And then they start to sort of move off and they don't come to comedy. I'm like, oh, sweet. I get to see the smash and I don't have to deal with anything else. I think this story officially makes you a sociopath. No. <laughs> this, is all, this is so many of the boxes are being checked. No. I won the Logie. Everybody loves me. <laughs> Fuck you, old woman. <laughs> so... She she then moves off and they go they try their luck and go down the next set of stairs. <laughs> they try their luck. Yeah. So people walk. What are they gonna do? Well, we better stay on this level yeah. forever. So people we clearly can't be trusted with these things. Yeah. But well, they should have come into the comedy anyway. So wow, that hurt. I could really use some cheering up. Yeah. Oh, a comedy show, yeah. perfect. Exactly. So uh, someone walks past and you I. You know what? If I were you, I would have given her a smiley face stamp, even though she wasn't coming in. Right. Just yeah. run over and go. I saw. That. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> this woman face down, just pool of blood pouring out of her. And Chandler, oh, I'm gonna have to give her a fucking discount, aren't I? I'm making six bucks less out of this gig. Come no, in and enjoy was, some comedy. She was with like five or six other people, so if I give her the discount, I'd have to give everyone a discount. <laughs> They'll understand. <laughs> You'll be rolling in the aisles. Come on in. Just You've done enough rolling. Stay on actually. your feet. Do you want to put this out there publicly? If people come to your gig and throw themselves down the stairs for your <laughs> no. amusement, you'll let them in for half price. I've just said no. <laughs> No, I won't. I can't. How good your life would be. I can't make that clear enough. (laughs) Look, how about you just set some boundaries? Like, if you fall down, it is a maximum of three other guests that you can bring through on your. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. If you throw yourself down the stairs, (laughs) you get in for free if you bring five friends. And the the friends don't have to throw themselves down the stairs. You get in for free throwing yourself down the stairs and bringing five friends. Yes. Okay. What do I get if I headbutt a wall in front of you? Oh, <laughs> I don't no, want to just make this a huge like. Come and injure yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you in. Welcome no. to Crash Test Dummy Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, nothing for headbutting wall because I feel like that could get me in trouble because it'd be damage to the wall, maybe. Oh, yeah. But just imagine your life from now on. If you, every Thursday night you're taking people's money and then, like, one out of every five people you're, like, 12 bucks and they're like, no, no, just give me two minutes, just watch yeah. this, mate. And yeah. then they walk up and then you just hear... Someone comes in and they're short of money. Oh, I've only got six bucks. Hey, mate. Well, you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Get entire yeah. crowds. I, I don't make the rule. Well, I do. but <laughs> <laughs> So that happens, right? And people are walking past and I'm going, fuck, did you see that? Did you see the, did you see the big fat woman that fell down the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> and are you saying that to people you know or <laughs> just patrons of the comedy? No patrons. Well, uh, mm. there was, some, was one person I didn't know, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That, that was like coming in with them because yeah, they, yeah. they weren't with them but there they just are, there saw are just it. A, there are so many triggers in the sentence. Did you see that big fat <laughs> woman who <laughs> fell down the stairs? It's like there's a facial expression that's okay to do with that sentence and a fa- the face you're doing now, it's, it's not okay. That sentence sounds like one of those old nursery rhymes you're kind of not allowed to sing anymore because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's gotten yeah. a bit offensive in the years since. Yeah. Yeah. This is the song of the south of podcasting. It's catch a tiger by the toe now. We've changed... <laughs> So I love. I do something about. I I do love something about the phrase, saying big fat whatever. It's like yeah. you've already got fat in there. You don't need to put big at the start yeah. of it. So uh, I mentioned it to a couple of people as they're going by. Then about you know five ten minutes later, one of the staff there at European Beer Cafe come past and go, "Oh, we heard that someone may have done a bit of damage to themselves and fell down the s- stairs. Is that is that right?" I'm like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Someone, someone rolled down the stairs and like really hurt themselves as they come down. And they go, right. So when when did this happen? How long ago did this happen? And I go, oh, like exactly. And I go, oh, look, I reckon it would have been probably eight minutes ago. And check they check the timestamps on the photos and video I took. Yeah. Well, so they, I said maybe eight minutes ago, and they go, oh, right, okay. So they're right, okay. Thank you. And then they took off down the stairs. And then about half an hour later. They come back and go. Thanks for telling me about uh, how long ago it was. We just checked the video um, in the in the video bank, and we all had a big laugh. Fuck, that was funny. How good was that? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just me that's bad in this story. There was staff at the venue who went and watched that over and over. <laughs> the whole environment is toxic. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> I've had stuff like that happen in venues. I can't remember specifically what it was, but I took a big stack on on something in a pub once and I've really wanted to go back in to the venue the next day and go, look, <laughs> I was in here last night. I did myself an absolute mischief. Yep. Can I go in and watch the tapes? Because I've got a feeling that it's... Oh, it was. I was sitting around in a group of people on a like at an outdoor bar in Perth and it was like... Like kind of one of those outdoor bars where it's all like shipping crates and stuff, so everything's kind of like a different level. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah, really, yeah. Like, so I, and I'm kind of like leaning back, not realising that the bit that we're sitting on kind of goes, like disappears <laughs> right behind my chair. <laughs> so I've leaned back and just absolutely like, and my feet as they've gone up, I've kicked the table up, <laughs> shit's gone everywhere. And like the people I was with were just fucking losing it for the rest of the night. And then I woke up the next morning and couldn't, and like, because I, for causing it, I actually got, I, I actually got the worst view of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I just yeah, regret fair, that I didn't it? get to see it. I'll tell you what, um, I fell over at one of Carl Chandler's gigs. Oh. Um, I was five months pregnant and fell down the stairs at, um, <laughs> at the, um, you know, the one on Little Burke. Did I give you the discount? No, <laughs> I was leaving. Oh. Ah! 
<laughs> and I've just pieced it together. Five months pregnant, by the way, I fell wow. down the stairs. I've just Jesus. pieced it together. You do not do gigs without stairs if you can possibly help it, do you? Oh. <laughs> you, know, you go stairs. into the meeting, you suss it out. They're like, oh, you know, we'll give you three grand for putting it on. All you got to do is guarantee 50 oh, people three in Three grand? Yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm painting you a picture of a very lucrative gig. And yeah. then you look around, you're like, oh, there's... God, there's no stairs, not even on the way to the toilet. No, sir. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess there is, you know. You lo- uh, hmm. Can we set up some tripping hazards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I guess comedy. Just, yeah, like just a two-inch level drop. Uh, between, leave a couple of skateboards out. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you Get can... Macaulay Culkin to come down here and just really set up a nice <laughs> little obstacle course for the Yeah, game. yeah. If you can just walk on stage and perform, you just have to walk through the rotating knives, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> it is. Just, it's much more awkward if you fall and nobody laughs. Oh. That's hard. I got on a tram when it was raining once and the bit on the, you know, the first bit mm. on the tram, <laughs> the floor, <laughs> the, the floor was really slippery and I fell over and <laughs> immediately like kind of looked around to be like, you're a big fat lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone type this? <laughs> I was wearing my Mrs. Doubtfire get up at the time <laughs> and I fell over and then everyone was complete and it was a full tram and everyone was completely silent yeah. and not even like oh no he might have hurt himself just like that fuckwit yeah yeah like an angry Aww. and I fell over and kind of went like oh what a doofus you know and tried to sort of be like haha laugh come it on, off come on let's Nothing. get a moment of togetherness out of so this so I maybe why they desperately trying to get them to laugh what? so you're getting up and you're like look why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? <laughs> <laughs> that might have been why they didn't laugh now that I'm saying it out loud because from their perspective, a dude fell over and immediately went, ha-ha! <laughs> maybe, maybe they thought you'd been to clowning school and they just didn't want to encourage you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, I'm, I'm totally with you. It's the worst when you don't get – and the number of – because I, I fell over and I was five months pregnant and it just makes everyone go, ooh. Yeah. Like nobody's laughing, which makes it hurt all the we, more. We need to – And I bloody yeah. broke, I broke a chair when I was pregnant as well and like that's – Funny, but from it sitting wasn't. on it, I sat on a chair oh. and I was too heavy. Right. <laughs> yeah, we need to introduce a more public policy. If someone stacks it, you gotta laugh at them. Like equal opportunity laughter. Don't yeah. look at them and go, "Oh, you're a vulnerable member of the of society." Just laugh at yeah. them, right? Yeah. <laughs> old, pe- even if it's old people, they might have died. But what a way to go out! Still it, funny. It is particularly bad as a comic that you f- that you fall over, fall off a chair, and you still can't buy a laugh. Doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking last night. There's a guy that we know that was doing a gig. There's a famous video that's done the rounds in in the stand up community of a guy that we know doing stand up at the Falls Festival years ago oh, yeah. in a tent. Yep. And he's off his head. Like he's f- been drinking all day. He can't string a sentence together. He's bombing. No one knows what's going and on. And you'll tell me who this is after we yeah, stop yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's more. I think he's been more than drinking, by the way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's fucked. And yeah. he then he as he's what does he do? He just kind of like steps back and slips and just falls off the stage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stacks it. And I was saying, would that not be the worst comedy death where you you're dying in the ass? You're doing your best gear. None of it's working. It, it's been a great night so far. You're absolutely eating shit. And then. You fall off the stage, and even that doesn't get a laugh. Well, that didn't get a laugh on the video because it's it's an actual dangerous thing. He falls off, but when he gets back on, he comes back on triumphantly, and that's when he gets the response. Because yeah. <laughs> he actually falls off like a four foot, five foot <laughs> yeah, stage. Right. That's just... anyone. I've fallen on stage. It was one of my biggest ever gigs, and I um, <laughs> I was wearing really slippery shoes, and my ten minutes went reasonably well in front of like fifteen hundred people. It was like an early roadshow gig. It was so exciting for me. Sorry, what? What? It was a what gig? Like an early roadshow gig, you know. For you know, not really. Roadshow. <laughs> Ro- roadshow. What's 
What's that? You, oh, right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> meant to mention that here. She so, gets it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the point is, I was at his Majesty's in Perth and it was a big gig and I... Um, Tommy, are you getting any of this? Did I don't a know. Anyway, slip. look, I'll, we'll Shut go up. with it. I fell over. I fell over on stage and <laughs> fell over the audience. walking out to the mic? No. Afterwards. Did a, did a, good, did a decent set. I don't know. Maybe. That's fucked. But if you were leaving as well, you can't even leaving. make a joke out of it because you have to go. You can't go back to the mic and be like, oh, whoops, did you see what happened? <laughs> I know, right. Well, the, but luckily, I mean, it was at the – actually, I've fallen over a number of times on stage now that I think about <laughs> it. But that was kind of the biggest audience. Uh, yeah, what's good, Adam, mm. is that I was heading to get the mic stand to put it back in the centre of the stage. Right. So I had that, like, opportunity. I had this, I was, like, leaving technically, but I had at least this, like, moment to go – Blah, 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 and then walk off stage. Yeah. But it wasn't good. I'd invited this guy to crush on. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Your now husband or another person? No, God, no. That was ages ago. Oh, right. <laughs> no, no. I've tripped and nearly stacked it on the way to the mic stand. Oh, see, that's... And you see the response oh, and you how go, do you fuck, well, the pressure's on now. Yeah. It really is. It is. It's so... You don't, you don't want people to go, it all kind of went downhill after he nearly fell over. <laughs> Someone told me no, about a comic... Just, people do worry. Someone told me about a comic yesterday that uh, maybe it was like on the first night of his comedy festival show, he walked out to the mic and tripped and that got a big laugh. And so he then went, right... And then on purpose did it for the rest of the run. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How how Ooh. embarrassing is that? I, no, I was oh. with you when you heard that story. I don't think I don't think that was his festival show. I think that was just him like comedy. Like it happened at a gig once, right. and then he just now does it every single gig. Right. He just oh. trips when he walks. Out. Imagine watching. So, imagine watching someone trip on purpose and you look at him and go, you just did that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. that's a really Why? difficult thing to act well, yeah. I feel really like. Imagine going yeah. to clown you school to that. learn how to trip at the start of your comedy <laughs> set better. I, I did it. I was part of, oh, I shouldn't have started because I realised that I've got to say the sentence, I was part of an improv troupe. Uh, <laughs> I was part of an improv troupe that got Hey, everybody, we're work. bromide business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Yes, um, I am shit house. <laughs> we got corporate work up in Port Hedland and we flew up there and we were doing the gig and the gang was like, so we'll all run on stage. Here I am. And then you do it last, but if you fall over as you come on, it'll be hilarious. And mm. I was like, no probs. And you say it's hard to make it look real. I nailed it, but it actually was too good. The entire room was like, (gasps) and then we (laughs) couldn't get them back for the entire 20-minute corporate set. It was a big mistake. I wouldn't do it again. I would would caution young comedians against fucking So you're saying tripping over made people not laugh at improv. I reckon that would have probably happened if you didn't trip over. (laughs) So this is an improv set and you're going in with some pre-written tripping over gear. Oh. I was very on the spot. It was as we were – because if we had thought about it, we probably would have gone – no, let's just start with a joke. But we to be uh, to be fair, it's pretty hard to write a good trip over. Like, <laughs> how do you spell that properly? Yeah, I think um, I think what's if you've ever tripped over on the way way to the mic, mm-hmm. I'm just going to put it out there. I reckon. See, I reckon. I reckon it, if it were a guy, it would have been fine. But there's something. There's a little intake of breath at a corporate gig when you're a woman already. Like mm. not to go all gender, but like they're like, oh, "Hope she'll be okay, right? right?" And then if you trip and you're a girl, it's too much. Yeah. If it had been a dude, it would have been like, <laughs> ah, "That's man's that's work." Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but truly. Yeah. And so I actually put it to you, Tommy Daslow, that yes. experience you had tripping over as you went to the mic. Mm. That's what it feels like to be a woman in some comedy gigs. Ah, yeah. Interesting. All yeah. Right. You approach the mic. Fuck right. you guys got it because everyone. Yeah. Like straight away goes like, oh, no, no. Is this person going to be no. an idiot? 
Not in Tommy's rooms and Carl's rooms, right. but there are some there are some things that stuff. you do and you watch the audience look at you like you've just tripped over a little bit. Mm. That's yeah, why I'm right. equal opportunity. I laughed at that fat woman that fell over. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and the, <laughs> the sisterhood appreciates For it. the sisterhood. <laughs> no, but, it, but true, true. Uh, equal opportunity, yeah. laugh at everyone that falls over. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about this? Uh, we've talked about this on the show. I'm not sure if we've raised this little bit of detail, but we are recording this at Casa del Allsop today. We are at Tommy Daslow's home studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a very, very short walk, uh, a very easy walk for everyone, but probably Adam Knox from the uh, corner shop. I can walk. The... <laughs> I'm capable of motion. <laughs> well, downhill. But... I break chairs sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there is a corner shop uh, up there, a milk bar, um, that has been known to sell things separately that is not supposed to sell things. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, not for individual sale. What do they yeah. do? They do all the ice creams that are not for individual sale ones. Uh, they were selling, you know, like the Herald Sun will kind of every now and then they'll do like a get your token and get your free mm-hmm. Roald Dahl book. They were doing yeah. that recently. They had a, they had a surplus of Roald Dahl books they were, they were just selling for five mm. bucks a pop mm. after the promotion. Amazing. That so you're supposed to get stuff. for free out of the paper. Amazing. Yeah. When I, in this is, I know that now this is insane. But this, I've been meaning to bring this up. This is my theory of what's happened recently. They're I cunts. In, I went in to get. I know. I don't know why they would be doing this. It's just a hunch I have. I went in and I went to get a bottle of sparkling water, but the the top, like the seal on the lid, had oh. already been broken. Yes. And oh I no. went. Are oh they no. just oh no. filling no. Do they have a soda stream out the back? No. And they're filling this up with no. like homemade sparkling water. Where do you get I the bottles? I know it's insane. I know I it's insane. I feel it. I'm feeling you. I reckon, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't I put reckon, the... Yeah. I mean, Where are they getting like the empty bottles from? You know what they're probably also doing? Opening up the Coke, putting Pepsi in the bottles instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, LA Ice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm tempted to see if I can like profit, like go, take some old batteries down and go, what do you reckon? What, do you, what will you buy these for? Oh. Just run out ba- like, a secondhand milk bar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is what I've, this is my new uh, uh, revelation down there. I went there the other day. You know what they're now doing for separate sale now, for individual sale? What do you got? Selling Cadbury favourites. No. Oh, really? They're opening up the boxes of chocolates. Never been for individual sale. No, no. You, well, you can't buy Morrow bars. We for sell individual. our gum by the stick. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be selling just cigarettes, individual cigarettes next. They I do. Reckon. Well, they, they do. Should, they milk bars do. A lot of milk bars do that. I do that. Yeah, that was a big thing when I was at school, and you'd have yeah. the friends that smoke. It's like, well, you can't. You're a kid. You don't have enough money for a full deck. So you oh. just go and buy like individual cigarettes. How's that though? They're, they're busting open Rose's chocolates, boxes of fucking yeah. chocolates and selling them it, it, bit by bit. Yum. It's a fascinating ongoing <laughs> saga. I really oh. want to see where they – because we haven't – we definitely haven't seen the peak of their thriftiness yet. They're, they're really – more to come. They're really owning that the, the sum of the parts is worth more than the total. Hey. They're breaking everything. They're like a fucking junkyard. They're yeah. breaking everything down. Oh, yeah, they're like a wreckers. Yeah. Mm. Um, Adam and Ox, you're the same as me. Like I'm somewhat listening to this conversation, but mostly I'm just like, I'm going to go down and get a couple of favourites out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah, we, cigarette. We should all go in. She'll One lose cigarette her mind. and a Moro bar. Yeah, I can't wait. They've got a great electronic section up the back of like cables and stuff. No. But I needed to go they? and buy one once like at the very last minute for this because something had broken. And it was like the – man, you could barely – like the little plastic window that you can see the cord through. You could barely see through it. It was so caked in dust. 
And oh. like, yeah, it's all just like, it's all like uh, aux cords and stuff yeah. that have been sitting there since about 1992. It's a three-meter cord. You've got to buy it one meter at a time. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. chopped up. I want to go in there and, and try and see if I can buy something separately that's not separately already and make a new marker for it. Go in there and buy a biscuit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past her to be opening up, yeah, ba- boxes of shapes and just like yeah. putting them into five smaller little plastic bags. Yeah. yeah. It's a real racket she's got running in there. Can like, I get six grains of rice, please? Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> Could Can you call the cops on someone like that? Well, my mate, uh. growing up, my, my best friend, his dad was like a uh, – what was he? He was basically a health inspector but the – I don't know if this is technically health inspector but he – during school holidays, he would have a job with his dad where he, they would drive around to, like, suburban milk bars and he would go in and go, can I please have some cigarettes? And oh. if they went, yeah, his dad would come in and go, right, oh. you're fucked. Which you'd sort of think, like, as that kid, like, <laughs> man, pretty pretty scary to, like, be branding yourself as a narc at the age of 15 because they were going, like, deep, deep suburban, like, uh, you know, pretty fucking shonky-looking milk bars. Mate, I would not have had the balls for that. Yeah. I would – would you – like, if my parents had asked me to do that, I'd be like – no, yeah, like, but I don't know if I'd. Ha- and you might do it once, and then you're like, <laughs> and, and you're I don't all, want to do it you, anymore. You're also just encouraging your kid well, that, yeah. that that he can go and get away with like <laughs> buying cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is yeah. how easy it is. Yeah, everything about that is really uncomfortable. Yeah, he like, wasn't he wasn't a footy dad. He was like a get the fuck out there and yeah. get me some smokes. You know, you know how if, if you've ever watched one of those like to catch a predator shows, mm. they have a child actor yeah. to be the kid who is you know the one who the, the guy going around kid. there thinks they're gonna fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what parent is going like hmm. Okay. Yeah. Get in there, Molly. Yep. Go and uh, pretend to be a. Well, you are a fourteen. Maybe they get like twenty-one-year-olds who look fourteen. Right. That might be the thing. There to must do. be a huge thing. For yeah, there there must be a huge market for twenty-one-year-olds who look sixteen. Yeah. In Hollywood. Yeah. Because there are so many of those roles. Or in yeah. human trading, that's probably that? a big market too. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always think it's funny in like a comedy film when they've got like a kid who's like obviously eight or whatever. And the role is like – it's like popular in kind of like Adam Sandler kind of films and stuff where it's yeah. like the joke is an eight-year-old going, fuck off. And it's like <laughs> yeah. what parent is like like cool, like putting their kid on celluloid, like doing all the stuff that you've taught your kid, don't do this. Yep. And then they're up there doing some really rank shit on the mm. screen. Yeah, yeah, Would you totally. let your kids do that, Claire? Would you be like full stage mum if they wanted to get into acting? Are you, are you happy to have your kids get into showbiz? I no, I'd, I'd discourage it. Falling over really professionally. Yeah, professional falling over. <laughs> mm. Um, what if your kids wanted to join an improv troupe? Yeah, totally on board. Impro- like, yeah, you, it, whatever you think of improv, improv people are, by their nature, helpful and lovely. Yeah. And well, Have you, you ever met one that would like, like, yeah, I would fully encourage, I'd be like, well, she's not going to be cool, but she's <laughs> going to be lovely to be around. And well, at least you, you, at some point she will have to get a real job as well. She's, <laughs> she's not going to be cool. She's not going cool. to she's not gonna be Improv people get real jobs. Don't worry, Adam. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> she's not going to be cool. She's not going to be funny, but she'll be helpful. Yeah. Well, because you were in one too, so if your kid asked you, you'd have to say yes and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, but you can get into stand-up. All right, mate. So displaying some basic knowledge of improv there. Yep, you, yep exposing yourself. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, the three-year-old seems a bit too interested. And I i mean, not too interested. I don't want to 
I don't want to condemn the idea, but it's yeah, very certainly fun. I don't want to stage mum her at all. Not mm. at all. That's gross. And I don't like she's not she doesn't make it into my social media. Neither of them do. I'm nice really, work. Well, I'm just trying to give them. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Like they can they can have their own online profile on their own terms when they're old enough. But when they're I'm four, not, yeah. it's I'm a real fork in the road as a modern day parent, isn't oh. it? Do oh, it's I, a really tricky one. because there's no in between. There's, there's no people who the kids it. show up every now and then. It's all or nothing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, and yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. And I have friends that stick their kids on their Instagram and stuff, and it's and I'm happy to see the pictures of their kids. But I just are you? We made a. I am. So this is the no, thing. No, I understand. I, you don't have kids, so but there is something when you that's have what kids, I'm asking, you, yeah. you like get, you you are much more open to seeing other people's. Like if you've ever heard someone say, "Oh, show me a photo of your kids," that means they have kids, right? Right. Yeah. Like, well, unless it's Adam Knox. Hey, man, I've got to <laughs> live my own see? life my way. <laughs> are you happy to see people's kid photos? I actually well, he don't looks mind. like I, it. I like people. I, I like it when people are happy like that, and people always seem to look happy in photos with their kids. Yeah, that's you nice. Know. Well, that, that was going to be my question. When you have kids, that's when you uh, now uh, want to see other kids. Because I see my mates and put their kids up, and I'm like, unfollow, <laughs> no interest. Yeah, no, no, no. You're all right with. Well, look. Um, yeah, I'm not speaking for everyone, but it it's does like seem like once you've Carl, had a bubba, then you look at other people's and you're like, oh, yeah, I get it now. They look good. Right. You know, it's like it's like if you'd n- never... It's like if you're shopping for a car and all of a sudden you, you see never, other people's cars, you're like, oh, now I'm interested. Let's <laughs> say you'd only... Yeah, you'd never... Oh, man, I was all right, fine. Let's say you'd never eaten an apple pie in your life and right. you're like, oh, I feel pretty ambivalent about apple relate. pies. You haven't eaten one. You <laughs> eat one and then you're like, if your friend's made an apple pie, you're like, show me the picture of your apple pie. Oh, man, delicious, right? right. Yeah. Like you... Except... It's a more acquired taste than an apple so pie. So now I now I get That's what that cool. movie American Pie is about. Yeah, right. Kids. That's how you. That make guy wanted to fuck babies. a kid. I get it now. Uh, right. Carl, you got to look at it this way. You follow that account. One day the kid might turn into a big fat woman, and they might post a photo <laughs> of it falling down oh. the stairs. You've got to play the long game. It's man. just a waiting game. I yes. get it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's talk about this. We were talking about like uh, yeah, falling over on stage and, and embarrassing things that happen on stage before. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have announced this at the start of the show, but we are uh, in what like two months we're doing a live one of these at the Sydney Opera House which yes. is pretty exciting. Oh my uh, god it used to be a place of art and culture. Uh, <laughs> Dave Edna used to perform there. <laughs> so the, so I was just thinking this uh, as we were talking and we about are, it. Was, just so we know just so everyone knows Sydney uh, we are going to the Opera House it is going to be what, what was the date? Thursday September the 14th. Yeah. Uh, oh sweet I'll be there then. Yeah. yeah oh, great. Nice. So I mean, this is kind of the most prestigious venue we've ever been invited to be a part of, kind to be of. performing. Well, you know, apart from fucking NASA. No, but, but, like what? <laughs> yeah. Where good, else? Good improv. Yeah. <laughs> NASA and. You could do a little bit of yes and, I reckon, Carl. <laughs> well, well what, what's comparable? Yeah, okay. Well, it, this definitely is. So my point yeah, is. There are no other venues you yeah, performed at that are used as establishing shots to show you're in Australia. Yeah. You know what usually I mean? people, usually places we perform well, in are, are fucking knocked down two months later. <laughs> yeah, good point. That's the last place yeah, we yeah, were in yeah. Sydney. So what's something of this, like you're saying, like in front of a big oh. gig of a thousand people, like tripping over. There's mm. so many fucking stairs at the front of the opera house, by oh. the way. Imagine Very someone nice. falling down them. It's not over till the fat lady falls down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I, I mean, I kind of want to stack it on the way. Like you know, we've got this opportunity you, to really do something. Ju- like you know what I mean. Like right. imagine doing something that dumb yep. in a venue that prestigious. Climb yep. up the top of one of them eggshell-looking things and go <laughs> whoa, 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 and fall the whole way down. I had a um, I had a friend get a boner in the middle of a play. <laughs> yes. Oh, there we go. But you guys Wait, are in the audience, down, or? so no, he was. <laughs> no, 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 no. So it was a two-hander. He was on stage. Oh yeah, it was a two-hander boner. <laughs> Whoa! 
Oh, this is a good story. The entire time, and he just had to cope with the boner. It was great. Wait, he had the boner the whole time? Oh, I don't think so. No, Not from yeah, memory. That would have been happened. Not fr- it wasn't from the minute the curtains opened. Yeah. Surely part of you as the actor, you'd be going, okay, I'm going to just try and if I make this look like it's on purpose and it's part of the ca- the character, no, didn't, I'll get away with it. It didn't is fit it? it, but he kind of didn't, like they kind of couldn't stop. They just <laughs> went, they just is kept that doing a, the play and Was that away. all part of that thing where, where you get nervous, just uh, imagine the audience naked probably, and all of a sudden. <laughs> so he's in Romeo and Juliet and so he's like seen Juliet for the first time and just gone, Yeah, but that's, I mean, you're sitting I'd love to wear four hours. Her. <laughs> I mean, you've probably had bonus during Dum Dum podcasts, and just <laughs> I can say absolutely I have. Why do you think I've got my legs crossed? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when we were in year when I did theatre studies in year eleven, we went and saw a performance of the Greek plays Metamorphosis, which mm-hmm. is all which mm-hmm. was at the MTC. Was that a Kafka? No, not Kafka. Oh. Um, it was all, and they're all very, they're all very sexual, and big chunks uh, of it. Is it the like it's a trilogy metamorphosis? Yeah. It's the three. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. And big chunks of it were performed in the nude. Now mm-hmm. you know we're we're in year eleven. You know we're teenage boys sitting in a, expected to be mature enough to sit in a theater and look at people in the nude writhing around. Okay, tell me. It was a fucking big boner fest in there. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yeah. Like, And then we had to answer questions about it afterwards. It's like, oh, the I blood w- wasn't in my head at the time. I can't remember any of the details of the <laughs> script or the acting or the lighting. Well, uh, with us being at the Opera House, and so you're doing a show as well there. Yeah, the same week. I'll, yeah. be, I'll be doing a couple of shows with Mel Battle. Yeah, a split bill, you and her. Yeah, dream. interesting. Yeah, so we'll be in the same mm. building maybe at the same time. Who knows? But uh, uh, go to the website. Go head to, to head. Yeah, Nox, no, I actually Nox, don't. You'll be there doing your show, One Man Pavarotti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just walk Hang on stage on. and everyone goes, "Nailed it!" And then I leave. <laughs> what? In contrast to Pavarotti, who is how yes. many men? Played by <laughs> he's played by a, a, a conglomerate of six different yeah. people. Who's Sorry, instead, of, instead of the Blue Man Group playing Pavarotti, like usual, <laughs> Adam Knox will be playing the part of the Blue yeah, Man Group. Fair, most of the time, it takes six people all huddled together in one suit to get to that size, but I can do it on my own. <laughs> and that's what they're you're just going to need bonus. to. Pop down and get a couple more favourites from the corner show. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that someone sent us a message, um, you know, given our, our recent little, you know, rise in prestigious gigs that we've got going on. Someone wrote on our Facebook page, just for laughs, Sydney and Montreal, anyone would think you boys finally know what you're doing. Now I can finally sit back and say, I actually paid money to see Carl Chandler do jokes in a cloakroom years ago. And now look at him. He's calling people cunts at the opera house, which is sweet. But just to be fair, um, I am still doing stand-up in a fucking cloakroom. Like, <laughs> it's not like that's changed at all. Yeah. I'm still doing some very small stand-up gigs. If just... anything, people have gotten less interested in yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the universe trying to tell us to quit stand-up yeah. and just go full-time with podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But uh, but it is. It's going to be very exciting. But what can we – I mean, we, we've got a – I mean, it is it is a great honour to be doing the Opera House and I think it's something that, you know, any performer in this country, you kind of – that's the venue that you really want to do. But we but that being said, I mean, we've got to do something. I, I want yeah. to do something fucking really dumb in there. Yeah, like, totally. We've got to do okay. something idiotic. So when you said when you're talking about falling over, you didn't actually mean something accidental. You meant one, you meant a really dumb prank. A dumb prank or a I take a shit on stage, Knox comes out yeah, and wipes I'm, it up. The other house, <laughs> give him employee we, of the month. We give him 25 bucks for the week's work. And <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I want to. It'd be great to set a record. It'd be great to find what's something no one's oh, ever man. done in the opera house, yeah. and we do that as part of, of our show. I think of Oliver Clark forcing him to vomit into <laughs> to vomit into a jar. We do you can, remember that? Yeah, we can't do that. What? Can't, what do you mean you can't do that? We can't. I don't know. What's this story? I don't know the story. <laughs> One night at a fancy boy, mm. Oliver Clark's act was him vomiting into a jar. And he was right. kind of meant to do it straight away, but I, he was. It took so he much working do up. It. So it was just him with his hands down his throat going, <laughs> and just nothing coming up for like a good six, seven minutes. And then there was like a little bit of bile or something that came up. And he was what? like, good enough. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's, do, let's do something Why else. Not? All right, fine, because it's been done before. Well, we can throw this out to the list. Well, like, well, let's you take know suggestions what? from the listeners and then we can take a vote. You know what, to be honest, because we, you know, and this is very prestigious that we've been invited to both of those things. They're not they're not open mic things. They're not things that you can rock up at like some festivals you, where you just pay the money and you can do whatever the fuck you want. These are people that ask you to do these things. So, uh, uh, so it's awesome. So, you know, we're going to Montreal and that's the most prestigious thing you can go to. Having said that, mm. the Montreal Just for Last Festival, last night I was watching TV, I flicked the channel, they had a, like a compilation uh, of, a, of a, a Just for Last Montreal show and that comes up where a lady sticks a kazoo up her vagina <laughs> and starts playing Star Spangled Banner and I'm like, oh, well, maybe our invitation isn't that prestigious after all. <laughs> That lady so, was Queen Elizabeth, though. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty. So not even so the national anthem of a country. She's not even in. Yeah, she hasn't even gotten the location right. Yeah. So I kind of feel like whoever booked her is the one that booked us for that festival. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and yeah. that and this is the first time they've been allowed near the booking sheet since. Yeah. 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 Here's your, here, all right. This is your last chance. Oh, no, you fucked it again. So what you're suggesting that we get up there and stick a kazoo up our buttholes and yeah. play a play waltzing Matilda? Work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, really? You have good. to do Ave Maria at the Opera House. Yeah, I don't want to edit you. Sorry, but no, these are all good ideas. Mm. These are all good suggestions. There are no bad ideas apart from um, most of their ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but no, I agree. We do have to find something special to do. We've got, been given a beautiful opportunity to do something absolutely fucked at the best place in the country. I mean, the odds of us being invited back to do either of them again, anyway, uh, these are yeah. pretty much once in a lifetime opportunities. Yes. So why not go out? Why not just you know really go do out the worst thing why? we can do and make everyone hate us? You're right. Yeah. N- nude podcast. Oh, I know. I know we're all thinking that same noise, but like yeah, oh. uh. <laughs> there's got to be better ideas. There's got to be something else. Would but you? But if we invited you to come do it, would you do it? No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you invited people. me to come see it, I wouldn't come see it. <laughs> but, but I still think it's newsworthy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, do you remember this housemate of the show, Tom Ballard? I was years about ago. to bring that. Yes. Up. I was always trying to That's get a kid right. going where remember everyone that. would be nude. Yeah. Remember that yes. spectacularly dumb idea. <laughs> He was. He's a really smart guy, but that was not. He's got some pretty dumb ideas. Because well, there are a couple of those sort of things. I did, or I didn't do it. I I was asked to do a strip gig once, oh, right. where every time a joke doesn't work, you have to take oh, off a piece of clothing. God. So not only are you naked, also there's an encouragement. In record time. Encouraged. Yeah. The audience is actively encouraged. They want to you to yeah. do bad yeah. so that you take your clothes off. Well, then, but then also it gets into like your own, like how you think. Your abilities are and how you think the gig is going. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like if you do a joke and then you don't take oh, off yeah. any clothing, it's like the audience like, 
Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. That went, you think that went good? That went bad. You've got to get your top off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they'll get it on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were a lot of smiles. They were into it. You could tell. Yeah. They weren't <laughs> laughers, but you were enjoying it's, it. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. It should almost be if you if a joke goes well, you take it. Item of clothing off. No. Or no. just leave your clothes on and do comedy normal. Yeah. <laughs> and then get nude at the end if you so desire it. If, yeah. if, a, if a person of the opposite sex in the audience comes up to you and says, that was really great, I find you very attractive. Then Let's immediately go home. take your clothes off. Then do the clothes. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll, we'll elicit some uh, suggestions uh, Yeah, from people. We're going to have to have a proper think tank. We've got to do something, you know, yeah. something out there that Hit people... Us up. Let us know what you think we could do and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Guys, that brings us to the end of a little double. Oh, wow, class. that flew past. It really did. We didn't even get to any of the stuff that we... We're going to talk gonna... about. Oh, didn't oh, we? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, like oh. Adam Knox's nude one-man Pavarotti show. <laughs> yeah. Claire was telling us before the show that she's deeply anti-Islam. We didn't even get oh. into that. Yeah, well, look, I'll save that for when Nazim's next time. So. <laughs> I was going to talk about how my life has changed since I won the low. Oh, fuck, that didn't happen. <laughs> fuck! Hey, neither did this podcast. You're about to wake up and then we've oh, got to actually record it. What a true dream. <laughs> That's why it flew by. You've only been asleep for five minutes. Uh, Adam Knox, Claire Hooper, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I want to hear about Adam Knox going on a double yeah, date I know, tonight. Yeah, so I But that's and okay. We can talk about that now. Yeah, no. Bye-bye, I'll, everyone. Uh, you won't hear the end of it. Let's fly him up to the Opera House and we can talk about it there. Oh, <laughs> that is a spectacular content that you're going to get at the Opera House. Adam Knox going on a double date. Wow. <laughs> That'd be something new to hang do on, the Opera House. Hang on, hang on. We just sold out. <laughs> right. Just do news. some really boring content that wouldn't have been for done a change before. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. um claire anything that you would like to plug so you're going to be at the just for laughs festival the same yeah weekend same as, time as you guys in yeah. Sydney. so yeah. um there's look i don't know but i have this really i have a gut feeling that they won't be putting us on at the same time mm. so just, we've got a pretty decent time slot we're, we're okay oh i'm not saying you're gonna have a rubbish time slot i'm just gonna say they're they'll assume that you're more adult content than me Right. I've got a feeling Look, you're going to get a text message from us five minutes before the gig asking if you want to come to <laughs> Nude. Guys, that's how I'm always booked on the Dum Dum Club. So that's how everyone is, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I would just I'd, I'd plug my show with Mel Buttle. Come mm-hmm. on the same night you, did, you see Dum Dum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sweet. Good. Yeah, no, you're right, because we're on at 9.30, I think. So you, you you feel like more of a seven seven o'clock yeah, time slot. Yeah, that's when ladies get put on. Yeah, right. Oh no, like not that I have an issue with it, but that's a real right. Yeah, yeah, that's lady o'clock. Yeah, that'd be great. You and you and Mel Buttle doing a split bill uh, show at the Opera House. Yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah, come and is see me co- and Mel Buttle. Is it called something? Because that obviously be a time that you're the two hosts of the Great Australian Bake Off. Yeah, it is. Which not you should be anything. plugging. Oh, yeah, sure. It's not on for ages. Oh. All right, yeah. It's on in, in October, so make sure you get your Foxtel subscriptions by then. Nice. Yeah, sweet, sweet. Nice. Uh, Noxy, what I will you be, I will be at the uh, Melbourne Arts Centre looking for change on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. We do a podcast. Yeah, we've got our video games podcast called Filthy Casuals that people can listen to every week. It goes up on a Thursday evening, Australian time. Adam. Adam, we're so close to finished. I know, yeah. He's trying to do up his shoelace with one hand while he holds him on the We are wrapping up. I want to run and buy some of them favourites. just need to wait 30 seconds. I can't take my eyes off it. Uh, your sketch group, Chimp Cop, that you're in, that people can find on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. I think you guys are about to start doing videos. We've got some video stuff in the works. Yep. 
It's going to be bad. Cool. <laughs> no, oh, it'll be good. Good ad. <laughs> uh, guys, we got, yeah, Montreal, Sydney, New York, Los Angeles, uh, Brisbane, all on sale, littledumdumclub.com, all we, the T-shirts. We might have, on I, Brisbane. I, I would say that we would have a Melbourne show on sale by now. Sure. Yeah, so right. get onto that. Uh, if oh, the, the October one. Yeah, we've got one Melbourne show this year, so and this is going to be a massive, massive one. It's uh, Can we just say it now? I think sure. we can say it now. Um, it is out at the Croxton uh, Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same place we did a massive 300th episode. Uh, it is in October. Just check uh, dumdumclub, littledumdumclub.com for ticketing details and dates and times and everything. But it is it is our massive, massive Melbourne one for the year. This, and, and usually we have surprise guests on everything we ever do. We are naming the guests on this one because it is a very special one. It is the Little Dum Dum Club versus Lawrence Mooney versus Fiona O'Loughlin. Moon versus June. It's mm, going to be massive. Mm, yeah. The two favourite, the, the favourite pairing uh, on our show of all time. It's them balls out. Um, oh. Well, all flaps out. Yeah, yeah. Equal opportunity. Fat ladies can fall down wherever they want. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be... keep mentioning that as much as <laughs> yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, I it, feel really comfortable. You, <laughs> you know what's going to happen. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be uh, absolutely everything out there in the open. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's something in particular, I think, that we'll get a heavy editing session. So if you want to yeah. see it all happen, if you want to hear all about everything, everything we can legally put out there, um, come along to that. Yep, great. So littledumdumclub.com for all those details. Guys, thanks very much for joining us and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.